Snowflakes and big tech declare war on freedom of speech. I have never understood the subtle differences between liberal, left-wing, progressive, and democrat. To someone who is diametrically opposed to almost everything all of those groups believe in, they all seem pretty much the same to me. One of my sons has tried several times to explain to me the differences because he identifies with some of the terms above and not so much the others. My son tells me that to an elephant, there are only two types of animals, elephants and non-elephants, and I get that. The name Democrat, I understand that. I get those people who are... Uh, who they are and what they believe. It is like, as Ronald Reagan once said, a big tent that houses a lot of very different groups loosely banded together to oppose the Republicans. The Republicans are also a very loosely knit group of a lot of different smaller groups of people with differing agendas banded together to oppose the Democrats. What I can't quite get a handle on or wrap my head around because I am so far removed from being a Democrat, are the subtle differences between the groups that make up the Democratic Party. I guess that the progressives are the Democrats who want actual socialism and are the Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the AOC voters, and not even all Democrats are that far gone. Because I have been and remained, at least for now, a Republican, I do understand the differences between at least two major groups that make up the Republican Party. There are social conservatives and the country club financial or fiscal conservatives who may or may not care as much or at all about social issues such as abortion. There's a lot of animosity between the country club fiscal conservatives and the social conservatives in the Republican Party. The term rhino gets thrown around a lot. A rhino, R-I-N-O, is an acronym for Republican in name only. Typically, someone in the Republican Party who is a social conservative will call a fiscal conservative with more liberal social views a rhino. The reason is that the Republican Party has a platform of ideas that is written down and sums up what it means to be a Republican. That platform includes both social and fiscal planks in the platform. I was trying to get my son, who is way more left-leaning than I am, to explain to me which group among liberals, progressives, leftists, etc. it is that hates free speech so much. According to him, none of them do. I said, well then, who are all these kids at Berkeley and nearly every liberal arts public college and university in America who don't believe in free speech and violently riot if any conservative speaker is invited onto campus to promote debate and instead need safe spaces, therapy dogs, Play-Doh, etc.? He said, well, they may call themselves any of the above names, but which entire group is anti-free speech? None of them. Well, I guess that is why the term snowflake has been coined to represent this group. Snowflakes are the bubble wrap generation who didn't grow up keeping score at their games and everyone got a participation trophy.
While the snowflake group would always vote Democrat, my son assured me that not all Democrats hate free speech or identify with the snowflakes. But the party sure welcomes their votes, though. According to the U.S. News & World Report magazine, it was students in California who birthed a new era on college campuses, one in which collegians would demand to be included, to be treated like adults, and have a very public say on which hotbed issues such as civil rights in the Vietnam War the Berkeley free speech movement of 1964 became a defining moment in a nationwide trend, with students insisting they would not be silenced on some of the most controversial issues of the day. While liberals, progressives, left-wingers, and Democrats may seem to be nothing more than non-elephants to conservatives, apparently there are some subtle differences then I am not sure a Republican conservative could ever completely understand. The most alarming and disturbing of all those who vote Democrat are those snowflakes who can't tolerate hearing or seeing any views except their own or they lose their ever-loving minds. You can find them by the scores on nearly every public university campus. Dr. Everett Piper, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, who just retired in 2019, wrote a book called Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth, after the 2016 election, and became one of my heroes and an internet station overnight. Dr. Piper unequivocally states that the college campus is not the place for safe spaces, and being more of a daycare for older teens than a source of higher learning. Dr. Piper said, Oklahoma Wesleyan is not a safe space, but rather a place to learn, to learn that life isn't about you, but about others, that the bad feeling you have while listening to a sermon is called guilt, that the way to address it is to repent of everything that's wrong with you rather than blame others for everything that's wrong with them. This is a place where you will grow up quickly and that you need to grow up. This is not a daycare. This is a university. Dennis Prager has a great video called No Safe Spaces that is so good it should be a must-see for everyone who cares about free speech, whether you are a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, or Independent. Wikipedia says that the No Safe Spaces video is a 2019 American political documentary film directed by Justin Folk that features commentator Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla talking to college students and faculty about university safe spaces. The documentary also covers free speech controversies controversies occasion when political conservatives are invited to speak in university settings. This movie is available to stream from Prime or YouTube for $2.99. One form of censorship on college campuses that has been used effectively to make the university a safe space for snowflakes is the very real threat of violence if speakers such as Ann Calder or Ben Shapiro, to name a couple, try to speak on campus. They claim that security has to be beefed up so much to protect against violence from the 
snowflakes that it costs a minimum of $200,000 per event. What universities have tried to do to pacify the snowflakes and effectively preserve their bubble wrap safe spaces is to pass the cost of heightened security on to the people or the group responsible for bringing in the opposed speaker. This has been shut down in a few court cases, but has been a tool that has worked for the left for a while now at least. The First Amendment, upon which all the others hang, is violently being besieged, not only by snowflakes on college campuses, but look what is happening to free speech on social media right now, today. Many conservatives, including the sitting president of the United States, have been banned completely. Tech giants are shutting down free speech at a rate like Sherman marching through Georgia to the sea. Google, Facebook, and Twitter have been fact-checking, putting conservatives in Facebook jail and giving them a timeout for disagreeing with their liberal agendas for a long time. But the absolute, dare I say, fascism of the big tech companies comes as quite a shock. Just think about this. President Trump could never take away your ability to express yourself, but Facebook and Twitter can. A quote from Gary Stearman. Dennis Prager said, What threatens our country? A foolish, stupid, wrong-headed, vile attack on the Capitol, which reopened for business within hours, versus the ongoing suppression of free speech? It's non-symmetrical. There's no comparison, he said. The disgusting events of January 6th do not threaten this country nearly as much as the suppression of free speech does, he contended. If you are tired of Google, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Messenger, and haven't heard of the Brave web browser instead of Chrome, Gab.com for news, Mastodon or Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, and not P-A-R-L-O-R, which replaces Twitter, MeWe, Cloud Hub or D- Diaspora all replace Facebook, DuckDuckGo replaces the Google search engine, and Telegram replaces Messenger. Rumble is a replacement for YouTube. Please take a look at these new apps and technologies. You might also want to consider getting away from Fox News and join those of us whom they have disenfranchised since Rupert Murdoch turned the Fox Network over to his two sons, and give Newsmax a try, which is Channel 349 on DirecTV, or OAN One America News, which is Channel 347 on DirecTV. We are in a fight to save our republic, and if we lose free speech like the snowflakes and the big tech giants want us to, so that only their ideas have a public platform, the war is going to be over without firing a proverbial shot. This is a quote from George R. R. Martin from A Clash of Kings. Quote, when you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You are only telling the world that you fear what he may say. Like a warning label on a roll of toilet paper that tells you all the horrible ways toilet paper could possibly kill you if it isn't used as directed, I probably need to say for those of you in Rio Linda that I am not trying to incite a riot or any kind of violence. And if you're not clear to the reference of Leo, Rio Linda, 
look it up on the Urban Dictionary. Thank you for listening. This has been Mark Howarder, and have a good night.